Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. I am your host, Harrison Starr, joined as always by Ben Ross. Ben, how are you doing, my friend? Just like my athlete's foot, Jordan Bohannon's back. He is. He is. He's just, we just can't quit him. And he can't quit us. Maybe that's, I mean, that's the story. Jordan Bohannon can't quit us. We... Like we we've had the we, how many weeks ago do we have the Jordan Plan and podcast and all Jordan Plan podcasts like four weeks ago was it five weeks ago? It was the week right after, right? I mean, it was our first one after. Uh, yeah, you're the, right. The loss. Yeah, uh, yeah. Open up and up one of those bad boys because um, I mean, I think we said last week. We say every week since then that this is the last time we're going to talk about Jordan Bohannon. And he's just the gift that keeps on giving to the content farmers that are you and I just going to till that soil uh, until our backs break. He is 100% the gift that keeps on giving, which I mean, as a, as one, as someone who is in the content game, I appreciate, but also, you know, to his credit, he's in the content game and he, he knows how to keep a story going. I will say I was a little surprised since we're just getting straight into it, I, I was a little surprised he didn't like give it a, a week or so just to stick it to Dick Weiss of the New York Post, who was like, <laughs> I genuinely thought he was just going to smite Weiss uh, I know. just for the hell of it. I respect that. Um, what? Well, I mean, what else is there to say? Uh, I mean, we're, we have a lot to say. Um I don't know. How, how do you want to start this? I've got questions. I've got feelings. I've got, I, I'd never heard of Dick Weiss until that subtweet. Um, I don't know. Um, I think I have, I have uh, my five favorite takes from Jordan Bohannon returning that I think we can just run down if you, if you'd like. And then there's other stuff to be fair, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I say we can, we can go ahead and, and do this because I have them now. Are they showing? I don't know. I don't think they are. No, they're not. So my, I think that the number five Jordan Bohannon take is just simply not wanting him. <laughs> just like, and this is different. That, than the that's other. a good one. That's a good one. And, and I think that um, this one, I, I don't understand it, but I think, Iowa has a hole as so, for someone that they need to make three-point baskets next year. And there's literally no one else better that Iowa could get at making three-point baskets. And then just not, people just don't want him. Uh, I think that that's one of my favorite takes. The fourth one is Iowa still won't play defense, which, mm. you know, mm. a, a little better, uh, a little Fair. more a little more couched in history and trend. So I think that's a fine one. 
Um, the third one, it's an oldie but goodie. How old is he? Um, how, how old is he? Uh, either that, he's been around forever, Perry Ellis jokes, things like that. That's my third favorite one. And then I think the second one, and I think we'll have some discord here, is why doesn't he move on? I think that's my second my second favorite take that, that we have. And I'll pause here because I know this is kind of, I don't want to say it's it's your pet peeve necessarily, but it is a take that you've had with uh, some regularity. <clears throat> I mean, so, yeah, why doesn't he move on? His So here's my thing. Here's the take that I'm chewing on is, did he not say that he's only returning if Iowa passes the NIL stuff? So he's a liar, <laughs> which, okay, fine, uh, whatever. I've lied before. It's okay. It's a human thing to do. Um, how old is he actually? Is he going to, so he'll, will he be 24? So there's some, there are two just great stats. Uh, one, David Eichel, he said that uh, Riley Mulvey was in sixth grade the first time or when Jordan Bohannon committed. So there's that six-year age difference. And then Alex Gukin had a great one where it was. It was, it was fantastic how uh, Bohannon and Fant both committed to Iowa on the same day. And <laughs> Fant's going into his third year as an NFL mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. ironically, maybe coincidentally, maybe on purpose, uh, he was uh, Jordan Bohannon and Zach Cohen's guest on uh, the standpoint this week. So that was that was a good stat. He's, I mean, he's old. I mean, he's 24. Uh, Fant was on Bohan's podcast? Yeah, it was interesting. I listened to it. And I was so in, very and, bored. I mean, we should probably, I mean, and then Fant was not on a certain, uh, another podcast, right? Oh, the Wash Up Walk On? He wasn't on that one? Yeah, and that, and Hawkinson and Kittle were, right? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, did you Besides not see the, that? Uh, oh. I didn't see that specifically. No, they were, they to... made they made like a you know I hate talking about our competitors, but they made like a big deal. Oh, it's a big Iowa tight end podcast. So it was George Kittle and Hawkinson, and mm. who is the name missing from that list? I mean, it's it's fan, but I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I will we, say, what will you say? The podcast with fan was. Interesting and it wasn't, but it, it was funny because there, there are a couple moments and, and it's, it kind of is worth listening to because they go through a ton of stuff, but the one where, where, and they, they teased it on, on the Twitter. So I don't feel bad about spilling it, but where fans said one of the first city that came out of his mouth that he did not want to go to was Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's really, but all, but also, like at the time he was drafted, and I mean, still probably true for many players today. Oh yeah, yeah. And he said he said it wasn't a Detroit city thing; it was a Detroit staff thing. Anyways, so that was the one funny thing, and then the the second funny thing, and I mentioned it in our Slack, was just how he butted heads with uh, a coach and did not name that coach, and will probably go to the grave with that name in his mouth. Um, Two, two interesting things. So worth it standpoint. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's how old Jordan Bohannon is to bring it back around to my top five takes. And, and that's the second was, one. Was that discussed on the podcast? Like the age of the two of them? 
No, no, they, they didn't. I don't think they distinctly connected that dot. But I mean, it makes sense because uh, they talk about seeing each other out and whatnot. So, I mean, they, they know they're the same age. It's not like they <laughs> are just like, oh, I mean, that's kind of the weird thing, right? Is you get a, you forget, I, I guess, how young they are because, you know, they've lived their lives in the public eye. Our, or our public eye or whatever. And um, you forget that they are young, but they've also done a lot of stuff for, for who, for their age. So that's my second favorite take. And then my first favorite take, because it's mine, which is um, how much money will he actually make from name image likeness? I think that's, he's going to be beating that drum this year. And I well, think not that, if I wouldn't pass the law. Well, I mean, I guess he's relying on Congress. If okay, think, yeah. What, but what, if, is, what has that worked out for anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So I was saying about Lysakow, he has the uh, the ear of or Jordan Bohannon has his ear. He did the scoops, and really, it didn't name him as likeness and Jordan Bohannon's role in it we'll play a tertiary piece to it. I think maybe a little more and he'll beat the drum, but that was not explicitly a reason outside of the basketball stuff, him being a, uh, you know, the shooting guard, him, uh, you know, more or less being a bell cow. And I think I was kind of uh, noodling on this take. There's an interesting kind of alpha omega thing, full circle type deal with the way Peter Jock and his uh, career ended. And then I think the way Bohannon's career is going to end. And I think if you could give me a facsimile of the 2017 season, I'd be happy for that. I mean, yeah. Uh, Obviously, weird little coordinated type of announcement between Jordan and Chad, which... It's fine. Ha- happy for it. Um, <clears throat> I guess you know, with, with the with with in Chad's article, uh, it mentioned you know Jordan's gonna be playing the two, which we've been talking about since this time <laughs> since, this, since, since this time last year. Uh, <clears throat> you know, once again, you know, uh, blogger boys think they know more than the coaches. Fucking shout out to Dan Dockich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Another funny anecdote in there is talking about how Jordan needs to get his grades up because he he had been coasting <clears throat> as as a super duper senior does <laughs> in his position. You know we'll we'll see. Um, uh, I've got a lot more questions about how this lineup will shake out. Um, I'll let you react to this. Yeah, uh, let's before do Before we can get into that, I, okay. I guess what is Iowa starting five next year? Uh, uh, first, before. We get into that. I, I think it's actually more important to unpack what does this do for Joe Wieskamp, if anything. Oh, um, I mean, what was interesting? I think the if you're going to take anything away, I mean, there's a lot to take away from the Lysa Cow piece, but the one thing that Bohannon mentioned was how he Garza and Wieskamp you know, envision some riding off into the sunset. And um, Garza's done that, set the record 
sold his NFT. He cannot come back. Um, Wees camp doors open. So uh, honestly, I think it continues to leave the door open. If I'm being honest, like I, I think that um, until Wees camp is like officially, officially gone, the door is always going to feel cracked. Uh, and I think the fact that Bohannon took a, an assessment of everything and he's like, you know what, whatever, um, I'll come back. The accounting's different for Wheat's camp though. Um, I think there's a real chance he can make an NBA roster next year. Um, that doesn't exist for Bohannon. Uh, and I think it's interesting. I mean, to, to me until it's officially official, it, it, I'm always going to hold out a little bit of hope for, for Wee's camp to return, even though I think all indications are that he will not return. I agree. I, I think he leaves too. But again, two weeks ago this time, I thought Bohan was gone too, yeah. because I thought he was a man of his word. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's the other thing about, I think we have speculated or tried to talk, talk a little bit about, you know, Bohan and said his plan the entire time before the, the Frederick thing was to, go and it said, you know, go and play pro. Yeah. It's like, what? I mean, could he really go play pro even in Europe? Do you think? I think we, I oh, 100%. 100%. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, are you seeing the numbers that Ryan Creener's putting up? I mean, no, I'm not actually. He put up like, he put up like 28 and 10 in Belgium. Now, Ryan Creener never did that in the United States working or as an Iowa Hawkeye. So credit to him because Belgium's a fun place to be. And he's in Slovenia. Be... Is it Slovenia? Yeah, he's in is Slovenia. That it? Yeah. Oh well, maybe I got confused because his team name is uh, Stella Artois. That's who oh, his sponsor uh, is. No, uh, his team name is the Helio Suns. Oh well, tremendous. Whatever. Just total miss by me. But point, point, point remains. I mean, he's he's out over there living life. And I think Bohannon's a better player than than Kreener. So yeah, Jordan Bohannon can absolutely make a living in Europe. Yeah, um, that's all right. Then fine, good for him if he can go and do that. It's a, it's a it's a pretty sweet life playing hoops out in Europe, um, as from everything I've heard and uh, known. So good for him. Uh, all right, so back to I guess you know I like I said I don't think Wieskamp will be back. So then now, well, what is Iowa starting five? Um, I mean, to me, it's Toussaint and Bohan are another locks. I, I don't think Rabraka comes if he's not a lock to start. And then I think you go Keegan Murray. So I think those, those four are the absolute locks. And then the fifth guy is the most interesting because I think it's, I hope it's Pat, but I fear that it'll be Connor, barring the health of Connor. I know, me too. So that's that's a small lineup. That's the smallest lineup we've ever had under Fran. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I peeked behind the curtain of what Bart's gonna post. I think for tomorrow, but he really nailed Rabraka in my opinion because. Uh, He's not a uh, normal-sized Big Ten big. 
225. Uh, Riley Mulvey will be bigger than him. So uh, I am not optimistic that he'll necessarily be a total, you know, body guy down low. But if he can bring it out, Io can play five out, drive and kick, high ball screens. They're going to catch some teams. And it's just a matter of if they can catch enough teams to uh, give themselves a chance of the tournament. Don't you think, I guess it's a much different situation, but don't you think Mulvey only did what he did if he doesn't think he's going to start or have an opportunity to? Okay, I like that take. But I guess he did it before Phillip. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean that's a I mean that's a that's an interesting starting five. So you're you're throwing Mulvey into the into the mix as a potential starting center. Potentially, yeah. Uh, again, I don't know why everybody's so down on Agundale. I think he can totally become a Big Ten center um, based only on his size and the fact that Fran is pretty decent at developing Big Ten centers. That's a good take. I. I Iowa doesn't have a body problem anymore. Like, I think you you look at it two, three weeks ago, right, where, you know, everything was going Iowa against Iowa's direction. I think the, the noise on Frederick was starting to pick up, and it was like, oh, my goodness, um, what's going to happen? But I think now there are a lot of bodies Iowa can throw at it with Mulvey. I think Agundale is just the fact that he's so – and he's just a big guy. But I, I think I saw what I would have liked to see from him over the course of this year. Like, he was looking quick. He He's a – I mean, he's tough to come off his spots. And, you know, even 15 minutes, you know, yeah, he can he can play. He maybe could do that, but I don't know. I don't know. I think people just know, view him as a project. Um, in a way, that's maybe unfair. I guess that's your point. What what's to my point? Just that we we think everyone's viewing him too much as a project when in fact oh, yeah. he's like in the track record that Fran has of developing centers. Well, not even like sure it can be a project, but the project I don't think it needs to take three years. It could take eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he could be a what? I mean, because he they listed him at two eighty five. If he can get down to 265, that's where Garza was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be an overnight thing for him. But maybe it's just asking a lot. Big jump. But, you know, it's an interesting question. I mean, we have no – that's, you know, 285 is what he was on the first day of the season. So we don't know what he weighed on the last day. That's three months he could have lost, you know, easily 10, 15, 20 pounds in that time. Um, moving on from Iowa center discussion because I think it's kind of moot. Um, <laughs> I I too really want to see uh, Patrick start. Um, I too really don't want to see Connor start. More than anything, though, I'm curious. Then, how many minutes? What kind of production are we getting out of Bohannon? And then is Perkins the de facto too? 
Oh, the two behinds, the two behind Bohannon. Bohannon, yeah, de facto two, number two, two. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean Perkin. So I think what's going to end up happening is is it'll look like Bohannon will be the two. He's going to play more minutes at the one than people want him to. That's just going to happen. I'm I'm well, gearing up for that. Another thing we didn't mention in Chad's article is Bohannon mentioned that by name, France said Joe is going to start at the one. So I don't know. I I I kind of feel like you know France kind of got to make Aaron Eulis happy too. And whenever Joe needs a breather, Eulis is going to come in. Don't you think? Yeah, but I think that the, I I'm not convinced that'll be like the closing the closing lineup. Like. I'm, if you look at the closers, it'll probably be. I mean, it's probably going to be two McCaffreys, Bohannon, Rebraca, and and Keegan Murray. That that would be, and then you basically run plays for to get Bohannon freed up for for threes. Um, maybe that's wrong though, and, and that would still probably have Connor at the one versus Toussaint or Ulysses. Uh but I guess yeah. I mean. It, it looks like, and I think it was John Miller who's framed it up as there's a clear six between Toussaint, Patrick, probably Connor, Keegan for sure, Rebraca, and Bohannon or Toussaint, the one I didn't say from the beginning. And then the rest of the minutes will just fall as they do. Um, and that's really all you need. Like I said, it's a, it's a, it was a body issue at the beginning, and now it's not anymore. Uh, so, I, I hope we see. I hope we see Tucson and Ulysses minutes add up as close to forty as possible. That would be that would be perfect, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, barring injuries, of course. So, right. hard agree. Um, is there another target? in the portal right now to add even more bodies, throw even more bodies at this. There, there was talk about EJ Onu and he was, I mean, he's incredible out of Shawnee state. He's like he's a, a rim protector. He's a, he's a division two guy, right? NAIA. NAIA, God. Yeah. So, um, he could shoot the three block shots. I think I was up out of the running now, and and it also made it seem like Bohannon. Whether I can't remember if it was Bohannon who said it or Lysakow who wrote it, but um, insinuated that the roster is more or less locked as it is right now. So maybe, but probably not. I'd have to agree, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, good podcast. I know, what right? Is, what is Jordan Bohan going to do this week? Um, to I know, talk about I know. Next week I, I, or next week. I keep, I, I keep waiting for it to be like, oh, so uh, that's that, and we can just put Jordan Bohan in a nice little drawer. Come back and see him later once the the season is up or season's ready to get going and then uh, dust it off, bring our takes back and, I mean, and have it again. Literally the but first that's time gonna be, we've said that. So 
I know. I mean, the, the fear, right, is that this leads to a transfer. I mean, I guess that that's the fear. But I mean, so Ulysses would be is the only by name for that to happen to, right? Hmm. Ulysses is the only candidate for that to happen to, right? I think so. Yeah, because if you're Perkins, you have to view this as a huge opportunity because you're you're going up against the same minutes as Bohannon, and I think that that's fair. And you provide a distinctly different skill set than Bohannon does. So, to me, he's he's the huge X factor for next year. Um. But yeah, I think the candidate, and I say that because Perkins would have been going up against Frederick this year, a little more overlappy of a skill set, even though I think Perkins is still just the much, much more athletic guy. Um, and, you know, he, he, he knew the type of minutes he was getting into. Bohannon coming back doesn't change that. It potentially changes Ulysses. Um well, that's the argument for leaving Gillis. That's the argument for leaving Bohannon at the two. Yes. Strictly, yes. which I think Fran is smart. That's what he says. You know, he keeps Bohannon off point guard duty 100% unless it's an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I think the thing about Toussaint is we've seen so much of him that – I think people either pick out only the positives or people only pick out the negatives. And this just happens, right? When obviously the truth about Joe Toussaint is somewhere in the middle. We haven't seen him really in his career as a 25 minute a game guy. And that's enticing in a way that I don't think he's just different than other point guards. I always had in the past. And I think that that's, that's fun. That's fun. It's different. Um, and it's a high, high, uh, ceiling, I think maybe not next year, but the year after. And especially, you know, if Toussaint spends the entire off season learning how to hit the brakes better and working on an elbow jumper, then mm-hmm. he, he's going to become a totally add a whole different dimension to his game too. And yeah, I agree. It's like a point guard. I was never really had before. And neither is Ulysses for that matter, which is why, you know, I'm still talking about him. Um, can't stop bringing him up right now because I really don't want to see him leave. Yeah. I, I think any loss after this would feel even bigger than even Frederick did, because I think, Frederick, it's easy to see as a guy jumping from one island to another. Still, at, at the time of this recording, hasn't said anything. But um, is this commitment tweet still pinned? You're right. That was always the thing that I joked about, where it was. Uh, uh, I'm not going to believe he's gone until he unpins that tweet. It's still there. Incredible. Incredible. Has he tweeted in the last week? Just the shade on the Iowa letterhead. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I mean, he was never a hugely online guy, like I mentioned last week. So You were right about that. 
you were 100% right about that. And he continues to not be very online. Incredible. Iowa number five. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, Ben, I guess what else is new? It's been it's been a minute. There's the NFL draft, and I've done so little work in terms of trying to understand what's going to go on with it. Have you done anything? I've never paid less attention to anything in my entire life than this upcoming NFL draft. Um, the only thing I haven't paid attention to is people are just dunking on Kyle Shanahan left and right, which – I'm here for, and it's even more so because like he had a, I think he had a big soundbite today where he mentioned CJ Beathard. Um, <laughs> like, did you did you see the quote? You know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't. Let's no, see this. I I can't. I, you'd have to. I don't know where you would find it. The the gist of you find it while I talk out of my ass. The gist of it was like we always say, go to the war, war with the army you have. And he said, basically, the gist was, I think we have an NFL or a Super Bowl caliber team between Garoppolo, Nick Mullins, and C.J. Beathard. Um, you know, uh, he said he'd be happy with any five quarterbacks or, that, or maybe any five players with their pick. And, like, the whole thing is, like, then why did you trade up to where you are? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I think I kind of butchered it. Maybe you'll find it. I could, if you talk, I think I'll be able to find it. I'm pretty sure Nate Tice tweeted the shade, who's been a really fantastic follow. Yeah, I'm literally just looking at this article um, on ESPN. But you're exactly right. You don't move up um, in the NFL draft to be like, ah, we're fine with any five of these guys. Then you could literally have just stayed at five and then just been settled with one. I do think that's the interesting thing about this draft is Trevor Lawrence has been the number one quarterback for since he he was in high school yeah and you can't not take him that's my official opinion and i I don't think it's particularly unique or that's 100 percent the reason urban meyer went back to the nfl if he wasn't getting Trevor lawrence do you think he'd go no no but i think you look at and maybe it's just the company you keep but uh, our old friend stoops my ass he could not be more high on zach wilson and I think the tangential could have been an Iowa quarterback and had his growth completely stunted in Iowa City is an intriguing uh, what if because, man, I, some of the stuff he does is incredible. But I don't know if it's just a function of him being having played with and against lesser competition than Lawrence played with his whole career. And the other thing about Wilson is just God, God help that kid going to, to New York. He could not be going to a worse organization. And that's, that's like, um, I've gotten like really into Bomani Jones's Mm. podcast, especially he does um, Foxworth Fridays with Dominic Foxworth. And they were talking about how, you know, 88% of quarterback success is about the system where they are, you know, and just to name a few, you know, they go with um, David Carr, they go with uh, the, the guy, they said the cat in Miami, I think they meant Josh Rosen. They, mm. um, there's a third, a third guy who comes to mind, but it's like all, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think they did mention Sam Darnold. I think they both said that they like Sam Darnold for, 
what he could have been, but he was just stuck. They were, <laughs> I think there was like Foxworth was even like, they didn't have anybody coaching his footwork from what he heard at, with the Jets, which doesn't sound like a big thing, but like, I think if, which I kind of learned this and it was like coaches are on staff specifically to coach a quarterback's footwork in the NFL. And nobody was teaching Donald to do that, which is, uh, I mean, I guess a bit huge freaking deal, but you know, I'm not one to speculate. Uh, I will say quick NFL news. Did you see what Nate, our boy Nate Stanley did with Patrick Peterson? Wait, what? So Patrick Peterson's on the Vikings now. Okay. Um, And he wanted number seven to wear number seven and Nate Stanley was number seven. And so in order to give up number seven, he had, he made Patrick Peterson donate new shoulder pads to Menominee high school. Oh, that's a yeah. nice, that's nice, a nice little thing. story. Totally nice story. You were, you were preparing for the worst. I was afraid. You? I was so afraid. <laughs> I mean, what's Nate Stanley going to ask for though? Like, Hey, can you buy me a cabin up in the sticks? Like, I mean, right. But you you never know with those things. Some guys want cars. Well, that's shoulder pads. I mean, that's that's totally reasonable. Like he didn't super reasonable. He didn't he didn't stretch that at all. That's incredible. Patrick, yeah, he packed for Peterson to sign a one year ten million dollar contract with the Vikings. Yeah, it's incredibly reasonable. Ah, uh, shout out Nate Stanley. Let's remember some guys. Nate Stanley might be the ultimate. Remember some guys. I don't think so because he was at Iowa for so long. Too long. And he like and he's like and he's in the record books. Like remembering some guys would be. I mean, I, I don't know. It would be uh, Nick Shamanic. Nick Shamanic would be one. Peyton Mansell would be another. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to remember who who the backups were when Christensen as a punter. <sighs> um. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Winky. John Winky would be a good one, yeah. There, wasn't there another Winky on the team before him? Was there? Oh. I don't know. I, I do not remember. You see, the but thing guess, is, like, I wasn't an Iowa – I've only been an Iowa fan for 11, yeah. 12 seasons, so. Here, here's a parallel. Nate Stanley, Jordan Bohannon. Now, presumably, they're both in the record books. They've both had it's Nate illustrious careers. Oh my god, that's a foot race. I'm not sure I want to see. Um, did they reach their ceiling? I guess the teams never reached their ceiling with them on the team. Yet, to Bohannon's credit, so could happen. But both have very illustrious careers from a statistical standpoint. Both were best at their as sophomores. Oh, that, you're right. Statistically, yeah. both had their best seasons as sophomores. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Ah, so yeah, they're the same. Mm-hmm. They're the same. They're the same. Did you just pull oh, out of thin air? Yeah, I was just thinking about it. Just thinking about it because that that was. I mean, it was, it was all credit to you. Mm-hmm. you. You had this Nate Stanley, the scoop on Nate Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Trying to think, is there anything else NFL wise? I don't know. It's interesting. Just Iowa doesn't, isn't going to have a first round draft pick. I think that that seems like that's increasingly a lock. Um, they might have a couple twos though. You think Golston would be the the other two? Him and Nixon? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah. I like Golston. I like Nixon. But Golston, it feels like Golston can do so many things. That's why. Yeah. 
he's a you know he's a type of defensive end that teams love right now. And Nixon, <clears throat> they were uh, actually I thought about this when uh, Foxworth and Bomani were talking. Where like they don't make nose tackles like Holote Nata or Terrence Cody or um, there's a third. I think I think guy's name was like Sam Adams who was before our time even. And it's like that's who, that's who Nixon is. But they're saying the thing about um, God, who's the person who eats people on the on the Rams, like the best defensive tackle in the league, best defensive lineman in the league. Oh, uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is like the poster child for that, but he can move like a running back in practice. And it's like Nixon did that on tape against Penn State. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm not freaking comparing. Aaron Donald was number two or three overall pick, wasn't he? I'm not mm-hmm. obviously not comparing Nixon and Aaron Donald, but it's like Nixon can freaking move. So I think whoever gets him is going to get a really good player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting the athletic, I guess, because it's sourced, right? They said that uh, off field stuff has a couple teams concerns. Uh, no, no sense speculating, but that is some source stuff that you never know, though. I mean, like some of this stuff, it's. Is it a smokescreen? I mean, but do you really smokescreen for a second round draft pick? Probably not. So, yeah, I don't want to. Interesting. Go ahead. Weird weird skipping there. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about that, the Nixon thing. I mean, I will say, and it kind of makes sense in hindsight, as I'll say about it, as when I was at this uh, out golfing last week with my buddies and our two weeks ago in Palm Springs. One of them was saying how like Nixon on some boards was the number one defensive tackle, but wasn't a first round pick, which is, you know, kind of strangely you don't see a defensive tackle taken the first round, I guess. But and so they asked me about that, and I, at that time I didn't know about the Nixon things, and again I don't want to speculate at all about it. Um, so may I mean I guess that is a sliver of making sense, but the thing is, Nixon's going to be on an NFL roster by the end of the day, and I think that's yeah. all that really matters. He might you know. Unfortunately, he might lose some money. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, again, I don't want to say what I think about it because um, I honestly I don't know what I think about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you don't know. So, um, I guess that's it for for draft talk. What an incredible draft preview! We are not the draft Knicks of the black heart gold pants. And that is uh, that's the thing too. It could be like a relatively deep, not a top heavy draft for the Hawkeyes. Not like. You know, oh, yeah. a couple of years ago with um, Epinesa and Werfs and all that, but could still be a relatively deep draft between Nixon, Golston, Neiman, um, who's a defense, uh, not, not uh, uh, Hankins, right? Could go. Oh, um, no, not Hankins. Hankins is back. Brents. I always get Brents and Hankins mixed up. No, Brents is gone. I mean, oh, Heflin. That's who I think you're thinking of, maybe. Okay. Maybe the defensive Heflin. tackle. Where's Brents? Did he, he's the one who transferred to Kansas, Kansas State. State. Oh, yeah. God. Um, but Smith, okay. Smith Marset, Smith, Smith Marset, of course. Sean Byer, Alaric Byer. Jackson. Oh yeah, Alaric, Alaric actually might even be a second round potential. Actually, just based off of the size and that he played left tackle for Iowa for three years, right? That's what. That's one thing that I don't get. I think he's like the classic people. I mean, him and Golston too, right? Where they just talk themselves into, oh, this guy not being that good. Oh yeah, 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 because you. You've seen all those warts, and I think maybe there's some concern about, oh, he can only play on the left side, and you want your 
linemen, especially if they're not shoe-in starters from day one to be able to do a number of different... Um, yeah. So, that just people echo-chambering themselves into uh, not picking Hawkeyes. It's just another NFL draft. Happens all the time. Well, the thing is, like, if you of all these players, if you were to tell me... I, I'm talking to myself into thinking that Lawrence Jackson will have the longest career out of every Hawkeye in this draft. Again, based off of his size, and it's like if you told me Lawrence Jackson was a 10-year NFL veteran with five Pro Bowl appearances at either tackle position, I'd, that'd be the most believable thing. With Nixon, uh, you know, based mostly off of the defensive linemen, they don't last as long. Mm-hmm. And Neiman, like will probably go, Neiman will probably go higher because of his brother, which is fine. Yeah. People people might think he is better than his brother. Didn't We were on that boat first, right? I think you were on that boat first. Well, I was on that boat first, for sure. I, I definitely don't want to steer your credit. I remember hearing you have that. I'm like, oh, that's a good take. That's a good yeah. take. It was a good and, take. It is a good take. Yeah. It is a good take. And he's been around for a while. I mean, Ben Neiman's, what, four, four, four or five years? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Nobody knows. So, do you want to get into this uh, NBA um, NBA Top Shot? Or do anything we... else in the world? I what? Or I've got nothing else to talk about. Alrighty, alrighty. Did you you were you able to come through on the Leather V endorsement? <laughs> endorsement. No, they didn't respond. Uh-huh. The only thing I was going to ask it. I mean, speaking of, I've never paid less attention to a thing in regards to the draft. I've never paid less attention to these past Oscars. Oh yeah, I mean that was. I mean that that we were uh, also not one of nine million people to watch. I mean nine million people watched. That was down like twenty million people from the year prior. I, it's funny because all the reviews I read too is like a good Oscars by all accounts. Like it was entertaining in that sense. I don't know the first thing about it. I I did want to ask you what was like. Cause I I normally try and watch every movie this year. I've oh, seen like boy. three. What? Ask your question because you're going to be very sad at the answer. Well, what's my question? I was going to ask what's the what's the best movie you saw this year? It doesn't have to be like oh, if, okay. it was, if it was nominated for an Oscar, so be it. What do you think I was going to ask you? I thought you were going to say what was your favorite of the movies that were nominated. So oh, I, no, I, 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 that's it. I, I've seen like three, maybe four. So yeah, because yeah. Um, well, you think yeah. I did say I did see the best foreign film though, um, another round, truly delightful. Um, well, you think it's about Mads Mikkelsen is in it. It's about how these men, these school teachers, theorize that the human body should be functioning at zero point five percent BAC at all times, and then just hilarity ensues. Oh, that's that's my kind of. It's That's a good premise. Kind of, uh, premise right there. So yeah. what, is that your answer? Was that your favorite movie you saw? No, it wasn't. And the, okay. my favorite movie that saw my, the favorite movie I saw, I don't think was nominated for anything. Oh, what so, movie was that? Palm Springs. Oh, it, that wasn't nominated for anything. That I, ah. not not that I could see. I thought it was truly delightful in every sense. The best quarantine movie. Was it? Did you like it more or less than having gone to Palm Springs? Um, because like Palm Springs could have taken place in any warm weather climate. Okay. 
And so, you know, that had nothing to do with it. I, Palm Springs is the only movie in my entire life where I finished it and then fired it up immediately after finishing it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is... Yeah. That's a... Uh, that's an endorsement. Yeah. That's an endorsement. Have you seen it? No, I, have, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, okay. Should, I need to see it. I need to see it. So I'm, I'm going through... IMDb's 2020 releases. Saw Wonder Woman 1984. Could not have enjoyed that movie less. That one. I was, was going to say, I haven't heard a single good thing about that movie. Not good. Not good. Oh, okay. So Soul. We saw Soul. We discussed it. Soul I very much like that okay. movie. I very yeah, much like that good. movie. We watched I Care A Lot. Okay. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Um, let me see. I think, is that going to be... The only two that I've seen, because it's like, I for I forget which movies I've actually seen. When did they actually come out? Are they stuff that happened? Like A Quiet Place Part Two came out last year. Wait, that, what? Oh, here's one. I like The King of Staten Island a lot. That was very great movie. Good movie. I, hey, I like that one a lot. Two did not come out. Um, we did watch Milan. Um, a Quiet Place Two comes out in May, dude. Oh, so they, oh, so I guess, I don't know. I guess it's just on this then. It's on this list as having had come out. So I will, you know, I'll just say it. I'll say my favorite movie that I saw this past year was Soul. I think that's, that's a fair one. Uh, And and I did like, I did like the, the Paul Davidson one, Pete Davidson one. I thought that was fun. A nice, a nice, uh, um, Bill Burr, love that guy. My wife could not hate him. I mean, I think there there are two people that my wife and I disagree on in equal proportions, and it is Jordan Bohannon. I'm pro. I, I'm officially pro Jordan Bohannon. I think it used to be a bit just to be against you, um, but I, I think I'm there now. Uh, and then I think Bill Burr's the second one. I genuinely genuinely like that guy, and my wife really doesn't care for him. So I like Bill Burr. My hot take is. His worst medium is stand up. That's a good take. Are you uh, so you're counting this podcast as a medium? Acting yeah, because podcast. His, his, his podcast is interesting because he's by himself. You ever listen to his podcast? I don't listen to it religiously, but the episodes I listen to are good, and they it's just him talking about like deep dives. I've only listened to it in quarantine, but it's like him talking about watching football games from the 1980s and him getting really into world war two deep dives and things like that. Um, you know, I, I liked, uh, Bill Burr. The only, I guess I say that because I haven't seen a Bill Burr stand up. Maybe I've only seen two of them where I've been blown away. And one of them I watched was like, this is genuinely bad. And I, mm. um, and, and it might've been like an early one. You could just tell he was super nervous. He was screaming the whole time. Maybe he was coked out. I don't know. I don't think Bill Burr does that. Um, <laughs> And that is, I've seen a little bit of his cartoon. What, what, um, what is it? Big Love? That's good. That, yeah. F is for family. My wife does actually family. like that, but mainly because of Justin Long. And that's fine. And I think it's pretty funny. Right now, I'm actually speaking as in the same realm. I'm watching Big Mouth, which is John Mulaney, Jason Manzukis, who I don't love, Nick Roll, who I actually actively dislike, and, and, Maya <laughs> Rudolph, and Maya Rudolph, who I do love. And uh, it's hilarious. It's absolutely great. 
Yeah, I love Big Mouth is great. Um, F is for family. I I do enjoy that quite a bit. Um, I like that Bill Burr take though. I like it a lot. I think that. Uh, I mean, this shows you just. Ha- Did we talk about him on SNL earlier this year? Because I thought that that was just. It was excellent. I thought. It was it was so good, and people the, hated him. They were so the, turned off by his jokes, which is his, the best part. The SNL, the Sam Adams skit of him in that store with Boss in Boston with the son is one of the most memorable SNL skits I could pull out. I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. I know they open with Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle, and they're closing with Elon Musk. This that only works if. Elon Musk isn't in on the joke, right? Because I think if you if you got the right cast to bring on a guy like Musk, they could make jokes around him the whole time. It would be hilarious. And th- otherwise, it's just going to be shitty. Right? And who's a musical guest on that, too? Isn't it somebody also kind of, I mean, controversial? Just, uh... Oh, Miley Cyrus? Oh, I fucking love Miley, so. Yeah, yeah. I can do that. Going, going back real quick, do you know why it was uh, Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr? I mean, Dave Chappelle, they had him the night after, the Saturday after the election in 2016. So they brought him back right. for 2020. But right. Bill Burr, I would assume it was tied to the King of Staten Island. That and... I think they wanted to follow him up together because uh, Chappelle gave Burr really his break in Hollywood. Burr was on Chappelle's show. Oh. He was in a lot of episodes of Chappelle's show, which you don't really uh, – like I go back, I rewatch them on Netflix now. I'm like, holy shit, Bill Burr, is, he's a commentator in you know, the racial draft and uh, the World Series of Dice. <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty iconic sketches, and Bill Burr is sort of there in the background. Pretty interesting. 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 That's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I do like Bober. I do like Bober. Maybe I'll get into uh, a little discourse about Bill Burr with my wife later tonight. Um, so we have this base set. I think what we're going to do, I'm going to pull up basketball reference so that we can laugh at the stats these guys are putting up. Um go ahead and also tweet out hey opening the pack now let's do that first have to open the pack 20 minutes late because our stream kept breaking mm-hmm. to open the NBA top let's go ahead and add this shot pack at let's see if this works alrighty so we have that. We're going to go to basketball reference. Alrighty. What everyone has been waiting for. NBA top shot. All right. Open your pack. Got one, two, three. Ben, which one should I open first? One, two, or three? Three. Three, a dunk, Detroit Pistons. If only it were Tyler Cook. Dennis Smith, that is a good dunk. 
They lost the okay. game. Um, a high serial relative, it would appear. 11,000. Could be worse, for sure. And Dennis Smith Jr., let's see what he's doing this season. For what it's worth, I'd never heard of him. Yeah. Uh, he's bounced around, got traded from the Knicks, and he's putting up six points a game. So, oh well. On to the next one. One or two, Ben. Uh, let's, let's do three, two, one. Ooh, all right. Ooh, dunk. Ooh, Jamal Murray. This is a good one. Oh, I've heard of him. This is a really good one. Ooh, that's dirty. All right, I'm very excited about that. Very I'm excited. excited for you. That's a good one. That's a good one. R.I.P. Jamal Murray's um, ACL. Thinking of him. Thinking of our friend Sir Nicholas, uh, big Denver guy. Uh, up until his injury, he was putting up 21, five, and uh, where's rebounds in four. That's sad. So. Jamal Murray, that's a good one. I really like that one. Again, sorry, sorry, Mr. Murray. That stinks. Um, so do you think that could be worth some good money? Probably not, Ben. Probably not. Uh, I think the bubble yeah. has officially burst on mm. uh, NBA Top Shot, which, you know, is only a matter of time. But Who, who could have seen that coming? I know, I know. Ooh. Uh, P.J. Washington, three-pointer. Oh, that's he scored forty points in this game, a one point win. That's that was your first pick, or if your first pack, that was number one. That was number one. Okay. Um finished with forty two points on thirty on February twenty eighth. And PJ Washington, let's see how he's doing this year. And doing all right. Uh twelve points, six rebounds, two point three assists. Kentucky guy. And you know what? Let's go ahead and do I want to do this screenshot? Let's do the screenshot. Let's see if I can get the snipping tool. I actually got it right. Sometimes I do not get these right. Like, boom. Then tweet it just like a loser. I'm a loser. So it's not. It is like the Murray one. Anyways, so I guess another bit of the Top Shot update is I wanted to, I actually was considering buying the $99 pack, but I could not because I only had 13 moments. You had to have 15 to be able to buy it. Wait, so they're now creating that barrier to entry? For some of them, yeah, because they don't want people to bots or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, they're they're. I kind of uh, like that. I guess it's just keeping the really rich fucks out of it, right? The right of immediate, so it's not like you can just come straight in and buy some of these packs. Uh, but I think the logic is that a lot of people will have already had them. Yeah, but I was a little disappointed about that. Um, Cool Cats was another one I just missed out on. And then there was another thing. I almost didn't get this one. I was in a work meeting 
and I had joined the queue before the meeting and then I just totally forgot about it and the meeting went how meetings do and I look at my other computer and I'm like, oh, I actually am going to get this one. So that was how we closed tonight's podcast more or less. Um, sorry, Jamal Murray. That makes me sad. I like I like the dunk though. It was a good one. Yeah, really happy for you. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let me think. Was there anything else? Oh, there was. We jumped straight into the Bohannon talk as we should have, but there there was a discussion I did want to have in terms of when is it time to stop or start making food based on the weather? And we had chili mac and cheese tonight. Delicious. Absolutely great meal, but it's 80 degrees out. (laughs) Was it too hot to make chili mac and cheese? That is so funny because like I do try and plan my meals out like three, three days ahead at a time. And so right now it's like, I had flank steak in my fridge. I had flank steak, bone and skin on thighs, and some sausages. And the flank steak was playing with fire on when I had to cook it. Um, and I, I grill that. I cook the bone in grilling, bone in skin on thighs on a cast iron inside because that's the best way to do it, I think. And then sausages can be cooked however I want them. They're already cooked. They're chicken sausages. Um, and today was like very windy and kind of chilly in Chicago. Not really. It was a super nice day, but it was like 70. Tomorrow it's going to be like 85 or 88 in Chicago. So I was like, can I wait one more day on this flank steak and grill it tomorrow? Which I have the chicken tonight. I didn't want to play with fire. I didn't want to waste a great piece of meat. So tomorrow I'm going to be cooking up these thighs indoors when it's 85 degrees. I haven't turned on my AC yet this year. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I try and stretch it out as long as I can. Uh, overall, however, to answer your question in a roundabout way, I don't think it's a huge deal. I mentioned, you know, on Easter, I cooked the best and ever made was that chili verde, which is, you know, it's basically chili, as you Mm -hmm. said, and I'm going to pull that out for sure. Um, the next week, a couple, next time I go to Costco to buy, uh, and get some ribs, I'm going to, I'm going to whip that back up. And that's definitely, you know, Harrison, I know I'm younger than you, but I, I'm too old and. I, my mantra is if it feels good, do it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't buy into the time and place for, and re and, uh, season for certain types of food. You know, I, if, if it were up to me, I'd be eating candy canes all year long type of deal. It's, um, (laughs) I, I guess maybe, maybe they're only special and good because you can only get them one month a year, but you know, that's how I feel about it. Well, I'm glad I'm not totally lost. I think that the issue would be, right, if it's, to your point, cooking something indoors and you're getting everything hot and your ventilation is suspect, I think that would be, like, you don't necessarily want to simmer a chili for hours. But Christina, to her credit, found this thing that takes, like, 35, 45 minutes and it's donezo. So it... It was delicious, and I'm going to probably eat it for like three or four lunches because that's just how much we made. Mm, I'm getting really excited for my yeah. I'm getting really excited for my chili verde now. It's, I mean, yeah, I've got great ventilation. My place is just like small, you know. It, yeah. Def, when I fire up, when I make chili when, in the winter, definitely you really need to have the heat on for a few hours because 
uh, French, uh, or not French. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Dutch oven, full yep. of full of liquid. Is is basically uh, a, a, a wood burning stove. For sure, for sure. What else? Try to think. There's something else I want to discuss. Oh, I had. I, I like the the wording on this. There's a nice little pun. An artanical gin. I, I'm assuming that it's it's artisanal. Arkansas, oh, like between Arkansas and botanical, artanical. So it was a local gin, and I decided I thinking, to get it. I was thinking artisanal and botanical. Ah, <clears throat> now I'm gonna have to overthink it. Go yeah, so it's a, it's it. a local Arkansas distillery, local one, and I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll go ahead and do it because. Just feeling crazy. I looked for the Leatherbees, couldn't find it. So I'm like, I'm gonna. I got influenced on Instagram. This distillery is popping up all the time. About the same price as what Plymouth or whatever. I'll get. I'll get Plymouth every now and then. Um, pretty good, but I forget. Just I did the rare thing while I, where I'll uh, do a little taster of it straight. It it had some some finish to it. I was I was not prepared in a in the way that I probably should have been prepared, but it was tasty. Cool, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I had a dry weekend. Um, probably gonna have a few more of those. We'll got to work on your beach bod. Hot bed summer. Yeah, we were hoping to <laughs> to rein it in, and unfortunately, COVID had other plans, and hot bed summer is postponed until Ben's hot again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to see. I don't know. I just I'm at the point where it's like just maintain. Don't don't get. But that that's what has me scared. Oh, so, as soon as I get married, I'm you know going, going back to my college body. <laughs> that's what scares me though about about maintaining. I guess I am having a you know couple claws every now and then. That's easy stuff to cut out for me, but. I'm doing these workouts almost every day, and it's like, oh boy, what happens when I stop working out? I guess I'll just have to stop consuming alcohol. That'll be the the trade off to make. Yeah, I mean, I, I work out five six days a week, and yeah. still cut out everything. And if I smell a carb, I still gain eight pounds. So it's just everybody body every body is different. That they are, and tremendous, a tremendous, uh, uplifting, uh, I can't even think of the word I want to use, the word to describe words, whatever. Vernacular. A sentiment, a sentiment, a sentiment. Um, So, great sentiment to end on, Ben. Everybody is different. Everybody is different. And, you know, we'll have another, another season of Jordan Bohannon. You know, that, like I said, the gift that keeps on giving, um, and should be fun. Should be fun. Wide ranging podcast today. I do have to say we, we, we manage the breaks pretty well. If I do say so myself. Yeah. I mean, we had some technical difficulties. Matt's pretty good. He'll figure he'll make it. So you didn't know we did. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But yeah, I agree. He'll, 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 he'll patch this thing together. All right, Ben, I'll talk to you later. And go Hawks as always. Carbs are the enemy.